Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, especially to our listeners in Morocco, Nigeria, and Kenya. You guys know that we do this show for you. Welcome to the 200th episode of the Influential You podcast. Shake your noisemakers, cheer on a little bit. This has been a wonderful ride. Thank you all for joining us on our 200th episode. My name is Josh D'Amigo, and I'm a program faculty member for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since way back in 2009, we have helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Today, we welcome Nicole Tripodi to the Influential You podcast. Now, Nicole is a dynamic entrepreneur and an advocate for accurate thinking, goal setting, and the success of small businesses. On today's show, Nicole will share what thinking accurately means to her, her personal life, and the many businesses and organizations that she's involved in. Nicole joins us from Nashville, Tennessee. And before we welcome her, will you do me a favor? Will you just take a moment right now and however you're subscribed to this channel, however you're listening, however you're watching, will you make sure that you're currently subscribed to this? You can subscribe really easily by just clicking the subscribe button or maybe a thumbs up. It means a lot to us here at Influential You and to our guests. And now that we've taken a moment to do that, please join me in welcoming Nicole Tripodi to the Influential You podcast. Now, Nicole, before we dive into your story and talk about accurate thinking, how did you hear about Influential You at the very beginning? I was introduced to Influential You by a good friend of mine, Ken, who's probably listening live right now or will listen to the recording later. Um, he has um, taken a lot of training through Influential You. He's told me about it almost all throughout our friendship. And then finally in, I think, 2022, he, he finally you know convinced me to give it a shot. And so I started, of course, with the um, Fundamentals of Transaction program and uh, the rest was history. Oh, it's so fun. And it, that's honestly how a lot of times people hear about us is word of mouth. So thank you, Ken. We need to get Ken on the show sometime. That would be really fun to have him on here. So, Nicole, tell me a little bit about yourself, because when you told me going into this podcast, you were doing really well. So I'd love to kind of hear from your own perspective. What was life like before you started studying with us here at Influential You? That's such a perfect question. And I love this question because for me, my journey was I had you know, I was in a position where I had built up a career over 10 years um, and not just a career, but, you know, sort of my place in the world, my relationships, my friendships. I was living in the Washington, D.C. area. I had just um, gotten into a relationship with a really fabulous guy who's still my partner today. Um, I had I was I I can't even begin to describe my career. I was considered a subject matter expert in my field. Um, I had this great group of friends. We would get together all the time and we'd also just share ourselves with each other. So my life was great and it looked great. I had come from, you know, I'd grown up kind of in this small town and to be from that, those early experiences to my current experiences were like night and day. 
So for me, I felt like I was in this fabulous, fabulous place. And the reason that I think it's so important to say that is because I've always been an advocate for personal growth and personal growth doesn't have to start with a hardship, a breakdown for a lot of times it does start that way, but it can also just start because there's another level, like wherever we are, there's always another level to get to. So I felt like I was in a great place when I first started taking the program, but as we'll talk about, I kind of learned some things along the way that helped me sort of launch into the next step. I, I love that distinction because as we've heard many times from podcast guests, they weren't struggling with much. They were, things were going really well for them. And personal development isn't just for people who are struggling. It's also for people who want to level up. And in your case, I love that you talk about the idea that you had already built a career. You already had friendships, a romantic relationship you're happy with. You're happy with the work you've done, but you were looking to see how you could be more efficient. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you were looking for. Because you were like, I want to take the effort to just enjoy the things that I'm doing and maybe work not quite as hard and do it more accurately. I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of that feeling and what it was like for you. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't even necessarily that I was going into this thinking, oh, I want to level up. I actually didn't want to do anything. I wanted to enjoy that what I had built. Um, you know, I was, I forgot to mention, I was sort of traveling a lot too. And so I just kind of wanted to like, travel, hang out with my friends, you know, put the aggressive career growth stuff on pause and just kind of chill and relax. Um, so it, it wasn't even necessarily that I was like, oh, I am ready for the next thing. And that was the power of accurate thinking for me. So when I did FOT and we first introduced this concept of accurate thinking, um, that sort of became this catalyst for me to realize that there was something more to jump into. And the way that that happened was, um, you know, I had prior to FOT, I sort of had this aim. I wanted to be, you know, that, um, you know, that show shark tank. Yeah. 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 So just for a little bit of context, I, I wanted to be a shark. I knew that I wanted to invest in small companies that, you know, are just getting started. They're creating this innovative product and they're taking it to market. And I wanted to be an investor in these companies. Um, but most of my exposure to that had been through the show Shark Tank and, and my interest in business. And I sort of had it that this was an aim that I was going to do when I was retired, maybe. So, cause I thought that you needed to have a huge amount of capital to do it. I thought that you needed to have some, you know, knowledge and some, something that you were going to bring to the table for the businesses. And I thought that, um, these things were more kind of appropriately developed at the end of your career. Mm. But I read a book at the, about the same time that I was doing FOT and the book sort of pointed out to me, well, if you're going to invest in companies like this, then you need to be prepared that you're not going to see a return on your investment for five or 10 or maybe even longer. And so kind of inside of this concept of accurate thinking, it kind of like, it just jazzed me up. It was like, well, wait a minute. If I'm thinking about this accurately, I don't want to start investing in these companies when I'm retired. If they're not going to return anything for five to 10 years, you know, I could be dead by the time that mm. they returned anything. 
And so when I started thinking accurately about it, it was like, well, wait a minute. Um, why don't I start to challenge some of these things that I think I know about being a shark on Shark Tank and really start to understand a little bit more about how I can make this accessible for myself right now so that I can take advantage of, you know, the, the 10 plus years that I have available to wait for these investments to come to fruition. So to kind of wrap it all up, even in my FOT, I wasn't necessarily like looking for the next big thing, but this idea of accurate thinking was a catalyst for me to be able to say, oh, wait a minute, the next big thing is actually happening now. Yeah, you, you weren't necessarily looking for the next big thing, but it sounds like some accurate thinking kind of slipped in there. And I'd like to define accurate thinking as you know it and, and tell me a little bit about what those two, because there may be listeners who have never heard those two words put together before. But before we get anywhere else, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about what you know about accurate thinking or how you define it for yourself? Um, I think that for me, accurate thinking is like taking a surface level idea and digging into it until you have drilled it down into something that is so grounded that um, that there's almost no room for um, there's almost no room for sort of like a lot of fluff. Mm. I'm sure there's a better and way more accurate definition <laughs> than that one, but that's how I think of it. Yeah, well, I've heard that, you know, a lot of people think accurately. They, they look at the idea of actually looking at this project uh, in the whole of the entire project. What does it mean for many different areas? Would this really fulfill me? Would this actually do the thing that I need it to do? Am I really thinking about all of the pieces that are necessary in order for this plan to work? And a lot of people do a lot of inaccurate thinking through their biases, through things that they think they want. And one of the things that you had mentioned was that you had like a lot of plans and thinking that was informed by the current and not actual accurate thinking. So I'd love to hear what is the current and, and tell me a little bit about how your plans and thinking was kind of involved in the current. So I think the current is sort of, um, you know, the day-to-day -day sort of thinking that we, we tend towards. So I think to illustrate from my journey, at least, I think that the current sort of the, the way that most people would approach looking at something, you would have looked at my life and you would have said, yeah, that's a life well lived. You know, like I said, great career, lots of travel, great relationship, great friendships, all of these things. Most people would look at that on the surface and say, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's great. She's made it in life or whatever. Um, the current is sort of the easy way of thinking, I guess, to be able to say, OK, you know, that's the way it is. There's no, no need for anything more. I think where accurate thinking comes in is it kind of says it, it peels back those layers like, OK, well, you've got this other aim that you don't actually talk about or address. And so have you made it? So I, for me, accurate thinking kind of challenges the status quo. Um, and I like to talk about it in terms of something really simple like preparing dinner, um, just to kind of like really illustrate what accurate thinking means to me. If my partner says to me, oh, let's have dinner at six o'clock, 
the easy answer that the current would be like six o'clock. That sounds great. But like accurate thinking is more like, okay, well, wait a minute. What do you want to make? And do we have all the ingredients for that? And do I have any meetings leading up to that time? Do I actually have enough time to prepare this dish? And it kind of digs into like, what am I preparing? Um, how long is it going to take? Do I have the ingredients? Do I need to go get anything from the grocery store before we start this dinner? So for me, accurate thinking really is, that's what I mean by like pulling back the onion. It's just like, yeah. okay, sure, we can easily agree to dinner at six, but if we think about it accurately, is is six o'clock appropriate? Do we need to do 6.30? Do we need to do seven? Yeah, that's really good. And, and I'll, I'll jump in and, and dump a little bit more on the current. The current is the current popular way of thinking, right? The narratives that are currently easily spread. A couple would be that millennials will never be able to own a home. Or at one point the current was the world is flat and I don't know if eggs are healthy or not healthy, but you know, depending on you know, what year it is, it seems like incredible edible egg, it goes from healthy to not as healthy as we thought there was back and forth. So the current is that current popular way of thinking and everything is grabbing at our attention. And many times we don't stop and like you said, peel back the onion, look a little bit deeper than that automatic way of thinking. And when we live in an automatic or let that automaticity take over, a lot of times we're not really awake to what's possible for us or what would really satisfy. And that to me is why accurate thinking, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a second, is so important. It breaks us away from those chains that are holding us to the current. Anything to say about that? No, I think that's spot on. I mean, I think that I think that when we talk about the current, that's the way I think about it too, is it's like, what is, you know, what would the average person sort of say in response to this situation? So I think it's perfect. I love that. And it's good because you are not the average person. So we cannot take their word for it. So we'll, <laughs> we'll be right back with a little bit more of Nicole's story. But just in a moment, we're going to tell you really quickly that this is the 200th episode of the Influential You podcast. And it's brought to you by the Thrive Influential Use Self-Guided Training Program. It's the beginning of a new year, and chances are you've already stopped one of your New Year's resolutions. Tisk, tisk, tisk. The beginning of a new year is a natural time for reflection, and if you are already struggling with holding your commitments for this year, well, it's not over yet, and Thrive is the on-ramp that you need to access Influential Use Acclaimed Business Curriculum to help you hold those commitments this year. It will have our business curriculum inside, professional consulting, and career development programs that you can get involved with. Thrive is a professional self-development program that lets you learn at your own pace. Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons taught by our faculty, consultants, and industry experts. You can sign up today, and if you use this promo code, 30DAYS, you'll get a free 30-day subscription of Thrive. Once again, that coupon code on your screen, 30 days. For links or to find out more, you can click the link in the show notes for this podcast, however you're listening, or in the US and Canada, you can actually just text the word Thrive to 805-262-9008, and we'll send you the registration link right to your mobile phone. Again, 
Text the word THRIVE to 805-262-9008 and cancel at any time. Now, back to Nicole. You are now studying with us in FOT. You've gotten over, oh, the whole like, oh, I'm going to join a program. I'm going to do it. And now you're in the actual fundamentals of transaction program. And it starts to interrupt your thinking with introducing this idea of accurate thinking. You said you began to drive your partner, Chris, nuts by applying concepts that you were learning in mundane transactions like dinner. Can you tell me more about that experience? Because I think that's experience many fundamentals of transaction uh, participants have where now they start using it around the house and their partners start to go, wait, wait, what are you doing? So I'd love <laughs> to hear more about that story. Yeah, that's great. I mean, for me, accurate thinking was such a just mind-blowing concept. I immediately fell in love with it. Um, it took me a while to sort of get to, you know, the thing about angel investing. But in the meantime, I just, I don't, I, I was so attracted to that concept that I just was like, I'm just going to start applying this everywhere. There were some practices we did in FOT to, um, for example, I remember calculating, you know, what, how much money you need to retire. And um, that was a practice in accurate thinking because, you know, we, we, kind of looked at all these different factors. Um, so I was just hungry for more ways to practice accurate thinking because the concept for me was like, if I can start to apply this in different areas of my life, how can I now start to, um, to influence greater and better and more efficient results because I'm thinking more accurately about things and how will that just make my life easier? You know, instead of saying, yeah, dinner at six, I actually get to say, um, I get to take a pause and think about what it is that I want to do that evening and what it's going to take to get there and, and, you know, kind of make a counteroffer. So I started driving my partner nuts. Yes, that's true. <laughs> because it was literally everything like dinner at six. Well, let's think accurately. What do you want to make for dinner? And, you know, what's the recipe and like the whole nine yards. And so eventually it stopped being, you know, dinner at six. And it was just like, I'm going to have dinner ready at six. And if you are here and available, that's great. Like he would just start making statements because he, I don't think he was as attracted to the idea of accurate thinking as I was. <laughs> but it really, um, I, I maybe drove him nuts a little bit, but he really didn't take it too personally. And he let me do my thing, which was great because I really did get to play with that concept in kind of unique scenarios. And, you know, if you can figure out accurate thinking around dinner time, then you can start to apply it to the big things like your career. And I think he maybe realized that too. So he kind of let me do my thing, but it was for a while he was like, oh man, I'm not asking her any questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun, especially because I've met Chris a couple times and every time he's so factual and it's like, he's yeah. really, he's really incredible. I'll, I'll say this. Um, you also mentioned that you started to think accurately, like you were kind of mailing it in a little bit, like you were just rinse, lathering and repeat mm -hmm. and something about thinking accurately awoke the lifelong learner in you is kind mm -hmm. of something that I'm, maybe I'm piecing together, but tell me a little bit more about kind of that lifelong learner that kind of awoken you and then what you did with conditions of life? 
right after that? So conditions of life were also one of my favorite things from FOT. Um, the conditions of life, you know, if you look at, this is basically just a way to sort of bucket the different things that we do as humans that kind of add up to a whole life. So everything from, you know, the money that you make, the, the activity that you do, the uh, relationships that you have and maintain, all the way to spirituality, thinking about our spirituality and our legacy. Um, somebody at one point during my FOT program gave me a Excel matrix where we had the conditions of life and then there were each of the columns was our aims, our ethics, you know, what we're doing in those areas of life and where we want to go. And so we got to sort of inspect all these things from like this really multifaceted view. And that was such an interesting journey to me too, because there were a lot of areas of life for me that like spirituality, for example, that I just didn't pay a whole lot of attention to. But when I really dug into it, you know, well, maybe I wanted to. So, so kind of looking at these different conditions of life from this multifaceted view was really meaningful to me as well. Piling on the accurate thinking just really got me to look at my life in these different ways and start to see areas where maybe, maybe I did have some unfulfilled aims that I wanted to, you know, apply towards. And um, I also kind of on top of that really started to look at the different habits that I have in each of those conditions of life. And that was really meaningful to me too, because, you know, I think, I think I might not have felt it at the time, but maybe I was a little bit unstructured in my habits. I started to look at habits as, okay, if you want to build yourself to be like this person, what are the habits that you have and how do they help you create that person or how do they detract you from becoming that person? Um, so that was sort of the other part of FOT that I really latched onto was kind of looking at these different facets of life, not really ignoring any particular facet anymore and really digging into my aims and my habits and, and what I wanted to do in each of those different conditions. Really good. And then I, I think something that we may need to do on the next season of the Influential You podcast is to make people shout out their aims uh, or as far as like what their what their measures were in the program, because you had some pretty great measures. And do you, do you have them memorized? Because you, you put them down twice. So I wasn't sure if you have them memorized or if I need to prompt I you. I think I might have them. <laughs> I think what? I think for do you want me to just spin them out? Yeah. What were, what okay. were you for? I think my health aim, so we did just a little background for folks who, I don't know if everybody has done FOT who's listening to this, but we um, set three specific goals that we could measure during the program, which, you know, we could talk about measuring probably completely separately because that's so valuable too. Um, but the goals were each around health and money and income. And so I think I accomplished 110% of my health goal, 108% of my money goal, and I made 16% more income than I anticipated at the beginning of the program. So those were great results. And you said the number was great, 
but you said the real impact was something else. Do you remember a little bit about that? Yeah, the real impact was how it like how it changed my life and it changed my habits. So the best illustration was my health goal, I think, was to work out, um, I think, five times a week. And I, you know, kind of piling on the accurate thinking, I was like, well, what's a workout? A workout is any sort of 30-minute block of activity, whether it's walking, um, yoga, weightlifting, running. Those are the things that I tend to do. So... Um, I tracked, you know, the number of 30 minute blocks, increments of time that I spent working out. And um, I quickly realized that it was much more rewarding, especially if you look at a workout as being a 30 minute walk. You don't need to do that five times a week. You can do that seven times a week because the whole point is to get your body moving and to kind of like enjoy the, the way that you can use your body. Um, so I would have more intense days, but I would also have these sort of slow days, which is how I ended up exceeding a hundred percent of that metric was because I did more than the five times. But what I ended up developing was this habit of working out. So this habit of daily activity, and that was more meaningful to me because, you know, now I'm not, you know, so many of us approach workouts and well, this is January when we're recording this. So we're all kind of in the throes of New Year's resolutions. And, you know, a lot of people are trying to lose weight or go into the gym. And, and these things, these health goals that we create become so much easier when you have a habit yeah. of health and fitness. And so that was really the big payoff for me wasn't necessarily accomplishing these goals in the short term, but what it meant for me in the long term and how it created better habits for myself. I'm going to use a, a mathematical term, maybe a banking term, so my mom might fall out of her seat, but there's something like compound interest that happens when you do the Fundamentals of Transaction program. And as we talk about kind of life after Fundamentals of Transaction, you jump into, did you do priority and practice? You just, you did um, a group. Uh, I did the mastermind group. The mastermind group. Mm -hmm. um, and you learned to be resilient and to hit your own aims. Nobody else is going to hit your aims. You and I, I think we went to study really hard during that time about how oh, yeah. about these things. What are yeah. some of the accomplishments that have come since you've finished your fundamentals of transaction program? The big thing for me, and I literally credit the fundamentals of transaction program with this result. Um, so I talked about wanting to be an angel investor. Um, in order to do that, you need to be an, what's called an accredited investor. And there's different ways that you can be, be designated as an accredited investor. Some of them measured by the money that you make or your net worth. But I didn't always meet those standards. So the pathway for me to become accredited was to take um, a financial services exam, the Series 65 exam. Oh, wow. And yeah, when I tell you that this is an unusual pathway for angel investors, I really mean it because I had no background in finance. Um, and so what I did after FOT was I studied for about three months. I think I studied 108 hours altogether to prepare for this FINRA Series 65 exam. 
no prior knowledge and, you know, minimal interest. <laughs> and But I took the exam, I completed it, um, passed the exam. And since then, in the past year, now it's been a while since I took my FOT, but I've made nine investments into nine startup companies. And literally, that was not going to happen until I retired, except that FOT got me thinking differently. So that's a huge result that I will always be so grateful for because it really has changed the trajectory of my life. Wow. So nine so far, what's your aim for this year? 15. I, I would just yeah. like everyone, every, if you just saw me jump, I hope that all of you just saw how quickly she knew what her aim was mm -hmm. and was able to bark that out. And do you have a pathway? Do I have a pathway for... To 15, I do. Well, of course, like now accurate thinking, <laughs> I have joined several sort of groups where we can share deal flow and we can share opportunities. Um, I've got a couple of folks that um, I'll talk to every month and we'll get together and we'll, you know, talk about these different opportunities and kind of dice them up. Accurate thinking helps me so much when I'm looking at an opportunity and I'm looking at, you know, what a founder is trying to create and bring to the market. I can really kind of apply some of those concepts to say, oh, here's some things that I think that maybe they haven't thought about. And I want to know what they think about these um, before I decide to invest. So I have definitely the pathway um, and no doubt that it's going to be accomplished for me. I just wish I had more capital that I could deploy and make that number higher. <laughs> well, we know how to plan for that too. So That's I love right. that. <laughs> and, and I think, I think what I like about all of that is really, you know, you, you go from the current or you can't angel invest until you have a certain amount. And in, you know, <laughs> two acts of this podcast, we've seen a complete reversal where now you're already in the double digits or close to the double digits of companies that you've been able to invest in. Now, I will say, you know, I'm, I'm sure that we probably have to make sure that everybody knows that we, we are not in charge of your investing, invest at your own risk and all of the things that are there. And not every client of ours goes into angel investing. <laughs> but I, I will say that it's it sounds like you found a goal, you found a process in which to attain it, and now you're enjoying the process of actually getting what you aim for. Um, I tell a lot of people when I, when I talk about you and I have talked about you a couple times, you're welcome. Uh, it's, she's a performer that has somehow figured out how to do hard work, <laughs> which is kind of fun <laughs> for me, but I'd love to hear you talk about the 13 steps a lot. I'd love to hear how you use the process. Um, because it sounds like you may have used it this year, um, on your retreat, uh, with you and that you and Chris went on. And I'd love to kind of just hear of how you're still using what you learned two years ago. Yeah. So the 13 steps really kind of takes you from at least the way that I use it. I, if I, it helps me take something from ideation to execution and, and beyond and thinking about what's going to happen after execution, I suppose. But the way that I use it the most is, you know, especially when I'm faced with a problem that I want to, you know, kind of cut through the morass of thinking about a specific problem. I'll use it for that, but I'll also use it for planning, especially really big initiatives. So I absolutely put my investing, my sort of investment profile into the 13 steps. Accurate thinking, my best friend is in there. So it's part of the 13 steps. 
And so that really does kind of help me look at a project holistically and apply accurate thinking. And in addition, you know, figure out what kinds of resources and things I need to accomplish that project. So for me, it just really takes any sort of project, whether it's large or small, and just takes it from beginning to end, and it applies the magic of accurate thinking along the way. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I, love, the, I love the way you tell the story. Um, if you saw in the notes, I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but our CEO went ahead and gave you a compliment, John Patterson. Oh, John nice. Patterson. He Thank said, you. great work, Nicole. So that's so good. So. Here's what I like. You're incredibly intelligent. And I like to brag about the smart people that I get to hang out with. You're incredibly kind. Uh, you probably have some lessons that you've learned in your own world where we can flip the script and make you the teacher and me the student. So tell me something that you've learned about transactional competence that might be valuable for me or our listeners. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I feel like I talked about several things during this podcast, of course. I don't want to reiterate those. Um, I would just say that the tools that are offered in FOT and through Influential U are tools that I use all the time, sometimes without even realizing it. Um, I found my tools, my favorite tools, and I think that we all have this opportunity. You know, Influential you, there's like this wealth of knowledge that is incredibly dynamic and can be applied in so many different ways. And so I think what I would encourage listeners or new participants and to, you know, find the thing that really is meaningful for you and take it and run with it. Um, I think the flip side of that is I've been given so much information and advice over the course of my life. And one of my learnings is you are the keeper of your life and you decide what you bring in and what you don't. And so you don't have to bring in every piece of information or knowledge that you gain. Um, just find a way to pick through and take the most meaningful things and run with it and absolutely apply yourself to them. Nicole, this is really special for me because I get to now tease you about not talking to me for the first seven <laughs> weeks of your action program. When I finally broke through and we became friends, boy, things started going really well. But I tell you, <laughs> you know, it's here's here's what I love about your story, Nicole. It, in in one of the things that you talked about in your your the through line that we ask you to provide us is the idea that you kind of like fell forward in success in a lot of ways through your life, you know, you went from wanting to be a veterinarian, which mm -hmm. is so lovely, to moving into government contracting and then finding out that you're really good at it and becoming a subject matter expert. But then, like you just said, intentionally choosing where you want to go next rather than mm -hmm. simply just letting whatever happens to you happens to you. I think that's a really strong um, testimony for how the program works do you feel more empowered uh, now? Do you feel like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, no plan is going to hit 100% of the things that you shoot at, but tell me what it feels like now to kind of be in your world and, and live like Nicole Tripodi. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your compliments and I appreciate your sentiments because I was just talking about this with somebody um, and I don't remember the details of that conversation, but literally so many of us, any of us could go through life kind of 
going with the flow, you know, taking things as they come. And there's a real gift when you realize that you are the powerhouse of your own life. And even once you realize that there's ups and downs, you know, there's certainly times where I'm not making choices because I'm making a choice, but because, um, because, you know, I'm afraid of somebody's reaction or I'm actually dealing with a situation right now. Somebody completely has my power because there's something that I am afraid to tell them and it's sucking the life out of me. And that's the way that we need to start to sort of look at our lives and look at the way that we, we deal with things. Um, it's absolutely magical to be able to be in control of your life and to retain your own personal power and to use that for, you know, for good, good beneficial things for yourself and for others. Um, so I can't really, I really can't stress that enough. I just, it's just magical to be able to do that. And once you have that skill, it's still a work in progress to continually develop it. Um, but it's an awesome thing. That's so good. And um, if, if it would be helpful, you can go ahead and tell that person what you need to tell them right now on the podcast. I'm sure they're listening. I'm not going to do it on the podcast, oh, okay. but I am going to do it after the podcast. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. And, and I'm going to close us out for this 200th episode. You were the perfect guest. Anything to say to our listeners before you go? Oh, thank you for giving me the space to share with you all. And um, I'm obviously just a huge advocate for um, small business and accurate thinking and all of those things. And so I certainly welcome any conversations that folks, you know, if they find themselves inside um, this the, conver the conversation that we're having, um, absolutely um, open to connecting with folks through LinkedIn or, or anything like that to continue the conversation. So thank you. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really enjoyed having you. And may this be a lesson to all of you. Become a friend with Josh way earlier and you will achieve your aims. All right. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Good one. Now, if you'd like to know more about us here at Influential U, you can go to influentialu.global where you can explore our courses, consulting, and conferences like Hawaii, where I'm going next week. I cannot wait. Aloha. We offer a four-year curriculum for those who are seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're brand new, we recommend that you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided program that allows you to learn at your own pace. Our Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims even faster. Your membership also includes chat access to our faculty plus discounts to our transformative conferences. Did I mention I'm going to Hawaii? Sign up today and use promo code 30DAYS. That's 30DAYS. And we'll give you a free 30-day test drive of our Thrive program. That code, once again, is 30DAYS. And you may cancel Thrive at any time. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. This is our last episode of the 2023 season. I'm looking forward to taking a break after 71 consecutive episodes, but we will be back very soon with brand new interviews that you can listen to on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere that you listen to quality podcasts. So 
Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss the next season when it begins. You can also share this podcast and other episodes with others. You may check out our show notes for links to connect with our guest, Nicole Tripodi, plus links to websites, books, or any special downloads we may have talked about on today's episode. This season's podcasts were made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and our wonderful members all around the world with a special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, a very big special thanks to our in-studio producers, Michael Teehee, and today we had Joey Anderley. And finally, con contributions from John Patterson, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, and Liz Smiley, who make sure that we all get stuff done around here. A really big special thanks to our guest, Nicole Tripodi. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology, LLC, in Ventura, California. And this episode was recorded on January 10th, 2024. Our podcast theme is by Chris Standring, and it's titled Fast Trained Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, I ask that you take a moment, go on your podcast app, and let us know what you think. This helps our show more than you'll ever know. And we will see you next season on the Influential You podcast. Thank you.